I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. One girl that's talking shit. Two just come and ride my dick. Three girls and you will see four and how good this dick can be. Now five, I'm going to have to do you right. Six, just ride, just ride my dick all night. I say, oh, girl, I love you so. Psych, I don't give a fuck about a dark-ass hoe. Now, bitch, I got game on you, dog-ass hoes. You will never catch me slipping because my game is cold. I like to talk about you hoes in my rhyme. I do that lick, bitch, go the whole nine. Shove this dick to the back of your throat. Because, bitch, I don't mind busting nuts in your nose. Hey, welcome to the Black Tales Podcast. Your host, Rod and Karen. That sounds kind of violent. Violent? uh i don't know aggressive I, I randomly got these lyrics off somebody named like pimp one or something yes yeah, i never heard this artist before okay because i'm looking like i never sound that like that heard that like this and this this it sound like uh he, well, he, he, he treating the lady a little harsh still well you know sometimes when you love a woman um you gotta do what you gotta do yeah yeah it's called pimp uh, out 93 oh he paid her well for all this activity mm-hmm pimp out 93 uh, I don't know if it's 1993 when it came out, or uh, <laughs> or a throwback. How people say from the '99 to the 2000s. Yeah, I don't see this on. Uh, it's by it's by an artist called Pimp Daddy. Cause you know how Pimp Pimp Daddy does. I don't see Pimp Daddy on Spotify. Spotify? I don't know if. Uh, oh, oh wait, it? no, he's on here. Pimp Daddy he made a song called "Got to Be Real" that 9,000 people around the world have played. Everything. I like this beat so much. I'm ashamed. Oh, I'm not. Oh, rapping is terrible. That beat go hard. freestyling because i don't think there's any st- narrative to the mm, lyrics mm, mm, there's a lot of bitches need to sing, things that bitches need to do sing rapping type of thing and mm-hmm. you know i sound like i'm gonna hear some cool mode some mc light on them on that beat yeah also has pimp out 93 see how close i was to sounding like it Mm-hmm. 
I wasn't close at all. He was singing it. I thought he was rapping it. But it's one girl talking that shit to just come and ride my dick. Three girls and you will see four and how did this dick can be. Oh. oh, so you ain't even doing it justice, was nope. you? Learn a little something new every day, and that's why we do the opening lyrics. All right. Anyway, welcome to the Blackout Tips Podcast. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Podomatic. But if you're listening to this episode, you probably are familiar with the show, right? I mean, this is our feedback show, guys. This is the show where we give our commentary on your commentary on the commentary we originally gave the first time around. Right. Unless you stole the phone, then welcome, and I hope, uh, you know, you the phone is active long enough for you to get through the whole show. Yeah, uh, hopefully you can do it before they find their iPhone and come track your ass down like Liam Neeson and take. Right. Um, but yeah, this is the Blackout Tips. Uh, leave us five-star reviews. That's one way to get your feedback let, read on the show. Just make sure that uh, we like it. Mm-hmm. Try to keep it positive. That's how we prefer it. Yep, and if not, don't waste your time. Go ahead and leave that one star you were going to leave anyway. because No, nah, don't leave a review at all. I still prefer no review at all to one star. But, uh, yeah, don't, yeah. So leave us five stars or nothing. Okay, um, okay, I agree with that. And keep it positive if you want to read on the show. Uh, you can always uh, go to theblackoutist.com, check out a bunch of stuff there. We have premium shows. We have, uh, you know, we have recurring donations. We have comments. We have each episode has its own post on there where you can leave comments, Um let us know what you think about stuff. We appreciate that stuff. And we uh, always try to let you know what we think. Um, you can also eat, uh, become a donator one time, recurring, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, email the show, theblackoutist at gmail.com. Leave us a voicemail, 704-557-0186. Try to make sure it's under three minutes or it might not get played on the show. Uh, we appreciate everybody that takes time out to do that. The official weapon of the show is the taser. an unofficial sport. It's bullet ball. And bullet ball extreme. Mm-hmm. Now let's see if y'all got me my jet. <laughs> I dedicate this song to recession, depression, and unemployment. This song's for you. Today's a new day. That's right. Hey. It's time to check all the donators for this week. Let's go down the list. I expect to see thousands this week. It's the only way we can afford the jet. Mr. Span doing his part to make sure that we fly first class. Yes, yes. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Mr. Span of the Span Report. William H. Hit us with the recurring donation. Thank you very much, William. Thank you, William. We will appreciate you as we are. Getting on the launch pad. Right. <laughs> uh, early days of photography. Don't forget, guys, if you need pictures of your kids taking mm-hmm. for the, all the sports programs and the choir, yes. go to early days. Yeah, we just let you know you cannot take the proof to Walmart and get them redone. We're telling you right now, uh, they actually punch little holes in it just so you can't do that. So don't do that, people. Wood. A woodsy. Thank you very much for your recurring donation. Thank you, sweetie. We appreciate that. You know, and I'm sure all the people in the in the church appreciate you put looking out for us. Mm-hmm. Help get us in the friendly skies. <laughs> Marvin B. Yes. Marvin B. We appreciate your recurring donation. We do, sweetie. Justin J. 
Help me get to the Mile High Club with your return donation. <laughs> Asia D. Yes. Oh, Asia. Asia D. Yes. Recurring donation. Thank you very much. I hope I'm pronouncing this right, but Cetria. Well, let me know if it's not right, but Cetria. Uh, she says, thank you for providing quality content. Keep doing what you're doing with the one-time donation. Thank you very much. We shall. Yes, thank you. And not only with the, with the, uh, Jed, I need me some, uh, assistance and, you know, I got my hair on fleek, got my hair dyed. Somebody gotta keep this hair up because the show ain't gonna be me. What? Nah, you can't be dipping into my jet fund, woman. <laughs> now, you know, you're supposed to be subservient behind me. Mm-hmm. Woman, thou art loose yes. for my money. I am behind you. Loose and get a little bit of piece of that money. <laughs> One time donation <laughs> for Timothy L. Thank you very much, Tim. Really appreciate that. Yes. Help us get to that Mile High Club. Uh, Monica B. Recurring donation. Thank you very much, Monica. Yes, thank you. Rock from the Black Astronauts podcast. They got a whole spaceship, y'all. Right. Okay. And now we can't, can't get have, a goddamn jet. Can't have us out here looking bad. Well, I was riding down the street in my caddy the other day. Clean. And... Another podcast that that you guys know pulled up next to me in his airplane, and I I was so disgusted. <laughs> I was embarrassed. I said, "My people can't even." They got me out here using regular gas, regular gas, dog. Okay, he was using some sort of helium carbonite compound. I couldn't even understand it. I need Neil deGrasse Tyson to explain what was in his car. It is in this airplane. See, I can't take that. And we and we thank you for coming to visit us, Rock. But but you know you can't stay. You need to go on back to your ministry. You mm-hmm. know people people get selfish over their flock. Jennifer H. Recurring donation. Thank you, Jennifer. Mm-hmm. And lastly, Bomani Jones helping us get to that 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 land that land in the sky. Yes, helping us see them stars. That's everybody this week. But I'm gonna tell you now. Stop the stop the music, choir. Stop. We need more. All right. Now that that was a good little week and that was decent, but that ain't getting me all the way to Australia. Okay, that's what I need. I need a jet to take me to Australia mm-hmm. so we can spread the gospel to black guy who tips. But we can't get that without y'all Mm-mm. donating. Right. You know. We want all your money. Like if you, like if what if, <laughs> like if your kids ate today. You messed up. That money could have went to Oh, us. Lord, no. You letting your kids eat before we eat? Podcasting will provide for your kids. <laughs> All right. Yeah, them people out there in Australia, uh, we got to go uh, spread the word because you know, everything out there kill them. So at least they'll be listening to something good while they slow I, I We preach prosperity podcasting here at the Black Guy Who Tips. <laughs> and podcasting will provide for all of y'all as all long as we get our money first. Mm-hmm. That's all we ask. All right, now I'm telling you, the jet not gonna buy itself. Yeah, no, it ain't. All right, now is uh, I'm sure I looked on TV the other day. This is a true story. I saw a, a, a pilot had flew his plane into the side of the Alps, yes, in France. Yes, he did. And I thought to myself, if only we were there, <laughs> we could have stopped that with our jet. We could have got under the jet, lifted it up. I don't know how it works. We could have done something. <laughs> you know, we he would have seen our jet and he would have heard our podcast and he would have stopped being depressed. It would have saved all those people's lives. He would too busy laughing. But some of y'all were too busy 
being selfish feeding your kids taking care of your household paying your bills putting, trying to get your credit right putting gas in your cars I, I saw i heard a, i saw something the other day someone was on facebook they a fan of the podcast i'm not gonna say their name i don't want to embarrass them but they said oh just pay my rent ahead of the schedule what you mean you paying your rent oh and i don't have a jet Mm-mm. Mm-mm. the lord will provide somewhere for you to sleep but how's he gonna provide someone for me to fly ah. without your money? Your money is my provisions. All right, go ahead and play me out. That's from the pastor's other collection. <laughs> uh, how did that get in there? How did that get in there? Let's get. You look. You should. You you went to the other mix track. That, uh, that's what that we'll be playing on the plane. Uh, don't worry about what's gonna be on the plane, y'all. It's gonna be all. Ultra oh, uh, No, the the plane the, the plane music is gonna be very reverent and holy. Don't don't mm-hmm. don't worry about what y'all just heard. Okay. <laughs> we spending the money in the right places. Uh, we had some new five star reviews on iTunes and Stitcher. Uh, let's go in there and read these. Kenneth W. 20 says, best show ever. Love the show. Karen, the new look is perfect for you. Thank you. And I miss when you would do your random thoughts. Rod is the hardest working man. Yeah, Karen, what happened to that? <laughs> I have them. I just don't talk about it. But yeah, they, they there so well. Okay. <laughs> Rod is the hardest working man in podcast. And you, and just because I want to hear it, Make daddy a sandwich, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> That'll never not be good. <laughs> Great podcast by Tanya W. Five Star. She says, I found out about TBGWT with the Three Guys On, I mean, from the Three Guys On podcast, and it quickly became one of my favorites. It's laugh out loud, funny, profound, informative, sometimes silly, and never boring. Rod and Karen are wonderful, and they're two of the most thoughtful people out there. It's always interesting to hear their perspectives. I can't always keep up with all the episodes, but I make sure to at least listen to Saturday Listener Feedback Show, which gives an overview of the week's episodes. Also, their production quality is outstanding. They work uh, they work very hard to make the podcast sound good, which is so much appreciated. I'm tired of podcasts. It sounds like they were recorded on a boombox and a can across the room. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for the excellent podcast and looking forward to more. Uh, well, thank you, Tanya. Um, thank you, sweetie. And yeah, man, I, I, you know, podcast sound quality is, you know, key. We did used to sound bad. I mean, mm-hmm. when we started out, yeah, we work with what you got, work it as hard as you can mm-hmm. to get that sound quality as high as you, you can. can with what you got. And, you know, if, if you, uh, want to invest more, you invest more and the sound quality will improve and it will get better. 
uh over time because nobody comes in sounding like they're you know grade a unless you like already got the money invested like the espns and all that stuff most people aren't going to sound like that when they initially uh start but a lot of podcasts that i love over time yeah the sound quality has what's up and it makes a difference and i know that for some people sound quality is not a big thing but for a lot of people it is and for a lot of people they will be like mm-hmm, your sound quality ain't good they will tune you out yeah a lot of people expect their radio quality sound now on a shoestring budget but, which know, is unrealistic but yes but luckily we got in early you know and it doesn't cost that much to get your sound right but it just depends how much you want to invest into it but correct um this is here's i'll just click on a random old podcast this is what we used to sound like this is podcast number seven up, called waffle burger this one we used to have music at the beginning right i have to take them off of my list of favorite players look at and, this uh, it's terrible just, i'm gonna skip over him <laughs> you know, music in the background they talking too so we talking and they talking wow you can't erase the work he's done <laughs> you can't just Mark him off your list. I don't think kids will understand today if I told them how good Charles Barkley used to be. Yes, he used and to be a beast now. I ain't even gonna lie. If I told him he was intimidating and the scariest player in the league at one point, they just laugh at me and go. They were like, yeah, that fat ball dude on TNT. Yeah. The nigga with the, with the fight off a box. <laughs> nah, so I'm done with Charles. I'm sorry. Uh, from now on, I only refer to his analyst days. Um, <laughs> I still like Chuck. I was on Twitter and I said, uh, I don't like when people say that they don't approve of interracial dating because they act like there's a form or some sort of test or <laughs> some some vote. Is, is there a secret vote that's going to take place that we all have to uh, acknowledge whether or not we give a fuck about this? Cause, the survey? Yeah, no. I don't care. I don't care I about don't care either. anybody's life that don't affect mine. I don't care what you do in the house, in your privacy, your own home. Um, yeah, that sounds terrible. Um, yes, it does. And as y'all can tell, our opinions don't change. So quit writing us talking about how our opinions have flip-flopped over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, for sure. Uh, but that was the five-star reviews from iTunes. Mm-hmm. So now Stitcher. Uh, we got two new ones on Stitcher. Oh, and Tanya left us one on Stitcher, but it was—I think it was the same one. Let me let me make sure. Yeah, yeah, it was the same. It was the same one, so I'm not gonna read it twice. But thank okay. you, Tanya, for she hit us with that double five stars. You know thank what you, man? ten. Appreciate hey. you. Uh, Jay from the West Side says five stars. Nothing but awesomeness. This show has great hosts and a variety of awesome guests. If you are looking for laughs, thought-provoking discussions, reviews, and more. Then this podcast is for you. Look no further. Keep up the great work, y'all. Smiley face. Thank you. Charles G says five stars. Best podcast of all time. Not all time. Not sure how I stumbled on the blackout test back in December, but I listened once and never looked back. I've been in the podcast for about seven years or so, and this instantly took the top spot on my must listen list. Wow. That's high, oh. that's high praise. Thank you, sweetie. I always look forward to seeing your show in my feed, especially when something interesting happens in the world, to hear the well-nuanced takes of Rod and Karen. Five-star pod. Love you guys. Thank you. Thanks, Charles G. Thank you. Hooked us up. Very much. And for those of you that's listening, going, I love the show, and I want to leave a review, and I want 
Rod and Karen to know how much I love and appreciate their show. And I want to share the love for free because it's absolutely positively free to leave reviews on iTunes and Stitcher. To leave a review on iTunes, go to any Apple device and go into your iTunes store and type in the Black Eye Who Tips and you can leave us a review. Up in the right-hand corner, it'll say write a review. Leave us five stars and write a review. We will only read reviews that we approve of that are five stars. If you want to leave us a five, if you want to leave us anything below a five stars, don't waste your time because it's not going to matter. And if you're outside of the United States and this does include Canada and or Mexico, let us know because we don't get them. If you want to leave us a review on Stitcher, leave us a review. Go to actionstitcher.com and type in the black ad to who tips and leave us a review through that process because on an iOS device, you can leave reviews through the individual episodes, but for some reason, they don't post on the page. And it's slow too. Stitch is a little slower. Um, um, so when we get them, we'll read them as they come. So we want to thank everybody that has left us five star reviews on Stitcher and iTunes. And we want to thank everybody who will leave us five star reviews on Stitcher and iTunes. All right. Let's get to the page. <laughs> Music sounds better now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> shut the door to the plane. Episode 912, TVGWT needs a jet. They can't hear us partying. Uh, episode 912, we need a jet. Uh, that was a feedback show. Butterbean writes in, Hi, Ryan and Karen. Whether this will get you two to go over, you got me fucked up or not, I apologize for... Oh, yes. That's right. I told her that she apologized. Then I will start reading, you got me fucked up. Because she was the one that was trying to make it seem like we was Kim Kardashian baby apologist or something. So let's let's get into this. See if she fucks this up better, worse or, or if she actually is legit uh, asking, you know, to move on. Hi, Ryan and Karen, whether this will get you two to go over, you got me fucked up or not. I apologize for pegging y'all as, Kim, as Kardashian apologists in such a harsh manner. I was out of line. I love you guys. It sounds like Karen is planning on reviewing Empire along with the Leonard Brothers. Uh, I don't. <laughs> Karen probably hasn't watched any more of that show in the last two weeks. <laughs> wait episode two. I'm looking forward to that while I wait on them thrones to return. That happens in two weeks. Sugar Babes. And, and you know what? I will start reading You Got Me Fucked Up. For you, Butterbean. Because that was big of you to admit that. And I know it's tough, dog. Like, Thank you, sweetie. You know, and you know, you kept listening to the show, even though y'all had got on my last fucking nerve with that Kardashian shit. Uh, and not just you, the combination of all the crazy people. Yeah, just um, on the internet in general. <laughs> yes. But it takes, it, takes, it takes a big person to be like, even if you lying and you just want us to read that fucking book, uh, I still will read it because I yeah. appreciate you. I read it. I know a lot of people have read the book and just waiting on us. And if you haven't read it, you still got time to join the book club. All right. I'm going to read it. I promise I'm going to start reading, guys. No bullshit this time. Sugar Babe says, hi, Karen and Rod. Last week's podcast were excellent, but I wasn't able to comment because, as Karen said, adult responsibilities. Mm-hmm. First things first, I pop up. Number one. Freaks all the honey. Regarding jellyfish, wasps are the jellyfish of the land. They are nasty and absolutely unnecessary. They don't pollinate. They're not food for any other creature. They don't enhance nature in any other way, but still they re- they turn around and sting us for no fucking reason. 
<laughs> i had a personal grudge i i have a personal grudge against them i was eight or nine walking home from school to the bus minding my own business when i don't know where this motherfucker fly down to take a chunk out of my knee worst pain oh. i i was just in the fucker's flight path that's it i'm scarred for life i hate wild freaking assholes me too honey yeah well let me tell you something sugar babe um nobody hates wasps and and fucking bees more than me period I've been stung at least nine times in my life. I haven't been stung. I don't know why. You haven't ever been stung? I have, but not eight or nine times. I've been stung so fucking much. Like, I don't know what the fuck it is. Like, I was, I remember, I can remember just about every one of them. One time I was was in uh, third grade. I was at my desk. I reached to get my book from under my desk, and a fucking bee was just randomly down there and stung me. Oh. The fuck was it doing down there? I don't know. (laughs) Wasn't no honey down there. Wasn't no flowers down there. Wasn't nothing down there for a fucking bee to be doing, but it just chose my desk and stung me. Another time, I was walking from my grandmama's house, and uh, a fucking, uh, uh, there was like a, a bee nest or some shit or whatever, like hanging on a tree. Um, everybody else was fine. The bee stung me directly in the top of my motherfucking head. No reason. Another time, I was playing uh, baseball with Andrew. And Greg at their house, and the ball, the ball went behind the bushes. Uh, everybody went to go get the ball. They only stung me. Wasps. They chased me and stung me like three or four times and shit. Shit, what is you sprinkled in, honey? I don't know. One time I was a kitty corner, and I was hanging on the little part where you could lay down where there's some tires. And they had like tire, not tire swings, but like this thing where you just kind of like go in there and lay down on the tires. Mm-hmm. And the motherfucking bee was in the tire and stung me on my leg. I don't know what it is, y'all. <laughs> So fuck bees and especially fuck wasps. At least bees had a fucking audacity to like pollinate something and, and help life keep going. And bees will die if they sting you. Yeah, they do. So they're kind of so, selective. So if they sting you, it's like at least your ass dead too. A wasp can sting you and have a nerve to keep moving on with his life like nothing happened, man. Fuck you. <laughs> hey, wasps. <laughs> I think for me, I went fishing uh with my uh chris and us we went fishing i still go fishing uh not as much now we went fishing we was out there having a good time and one came out of nowhere and i think it's it's telling me like in my finger and where it has stung me uh i think they have i, I call it a little grinders but whatever the fuck it is it digs down in your skin mm-hmm. and so it's like a barb or something right and so we were plucking at it and the more we plucked we had, we was fighting like fuck just to get it to quit digging down in my motherfucking skin. And we were pulling tweezers. We finally got that shit to stop, but it was like, it was like fighting against a, um, on one of those, uh, sledgehammer things. Cause you pull it and then it goes deeper. You pull it, then it goes deeper. And I was like, fuck that. And I remember, uh, I was a grown ass adult, but I was, uh, staying with my mama. I was in college, staying with my mama and I came home one day and, uh, a lot of times bees actually sometimes a lot of times fly at night and I didn't notice they fly at night. So I came home one bees day. Bees fly at night? Uh-huh. I came I home. didn't know I've never seen a bee at night. I have. I came home one day and one night and I looked up uh looked like straight up in the air and up in the attic I seen bees kind of floating in and out the attic at night. And I said, "Oh fuck no." And I woke up the next day, I called the exterminator and he uh, spray and my mama came home it was motherfucking bees laid all outside i was like fuck that bullshit i am not getting goddamn stoned oh yeah i will kill a bee now like like I'm, i like honestly i kill all and part of the reason i kill all the bugs period 
it's because how they've done me over my lifetime i i kill them because motherfucker you don't pay rent here fuck you you no, pay I, rent no i kill them out of vengeance and hate i want to be i want to be clear it's not just about them being in my house i'll kill a like if it's wasps that make a nest like kind of up in the corner away from our apartment like i'll i'll shoot them motherfuckers too i don't give a fuck <laughs> everybody gets so i don't give a fuck you're not i don't i don't want to know uncertain circumstances because if i get stung the first thing i'm gonna think is now why the fuck would i let a hornet's nest be right there thinking they're not gonna fuck me up sometime right yeah that that that, that I, that's i'm serious true. i take it so serious i will put on like when i used to like my dad would be like go out and do this shit in the yard or whatever if I find a fucking wasp nest, um, whatever he wants to get done in the yard gets done after I kill every motherfucking single solitary one of them wasps. I know that much. <laughs> I will shoot up their whole nest and I will find the individual stragglers and I will kill their ass too. And I will do that shit in full fucking jeans with boots on and a hoodie and something to cover my face in 99 degree heat because I don't give a fuck. I'm not getting stung again if I can help it. Fuck wasps. I, yeah. I agree with whoever sent who's sugar babe you right and yeah. jellyfish are even worse because they didn't even fucking nest or honey they, they just underneath the sand nothing they just like fucking they not even in the sand they float in the water oh they don't even have a home they just fucking float around fucking up people for no reason <laughs> pieces of shit number two apple products i really hate the apple versus others wars even though I mainly use Apple products, it's not out of any kind of superiority shit, but because that's what we used when I went to university in the late 90s and we specialized in journalism and web development design. I then worked in an agency where all I comps were Apple machines. It's what I'm familiar with, and now it works for me. If and when it no longer works for me, then I'll switch. But I can't stand the grandstanding from the Apple fanboys and fangirls, and I can't stand the Apple bashing from the others. Here's a rule. You don't have to like everything, but you don't need to bash it with un such unnecessary fervor. I completely, 100% agree. Yep. Number three, which leads to music. I really love music, but I'm very protective of my taste because I really, I realize people love to shit on other people's musical taste. Yes, they do. I'm too old to defend what I listen to. Music makes me happy. And if it, if it's the Yin Yang Twins, Celine Dion, Vibes Cartel, or the Black Keys, let me lie, let me live. I listen to Bomani's podcast and people really getting their feelings about what he likes. Mm -hmm. I know what moves me and it doesn't really, it doesn't matter if someone says it's shit because I don't need your validation. Although I must admit, after hearing y'all rhapsodize over the new Kendrick Lamar, I got curious. I've added it to my Spotify playlist to check out later this week. Yeah, I'll tell you this much. Kendrick is not, like I was talking to my brother, me and my brother talk about music all the time. Kendrick's not the kind of thing that you just throw in and nope. give it a couple of spins and, you know, see, like, it, it, it's like homework. Mm-hmm. To really figure out where he's going with all the stuff on his right. albums. Like, each album has its own narrative and story. And right. what at least it's two commercial releases. And Section 80 got some deep-ass cuts on there, too. Mm -hmm. so, and it's not for everybody. And that's completely understandable, too. Yeah, I don't get mad when people say they don't fuck with Kendrick. And mm -hmm. I definitely, what I definitely don't do is call them stupid or act like I'm smarter than them. Because I get it, quote-unquote. Right. Uh, not to mention, you know, getting it, all that shit, uh, interpretation is all subjective. I mean, yes, it is. Unless he comes out and legit just says, this is exactly what this is about, nobody really knows their interpretation of anything is. You know, yeah. an artist can always come out and be like, that's not what I was thinking about when I wrote that. And I'd be like, oh, wow, okay. 
Number four, and lastly, regarding angry feedback, I had an equally angry feedback email in my draft regarding that letter who complained about the Black Caucus not going to listen to BB Netanyahu and that they should all be hung by nooses. I felt so fucked with, but I guess it was an accumulation of being fucked with in real life and listening to the show. Ultimately, I decided it was too vitriolic to send and that I should try to live up to being sugary. Finish. Thank you for writing. Yes, I try my best to be like that a lot. I try my best to not be that negative, you know, very positive person. Because to me, it it makes a difference. Yeah, sometimes I feel like we'll get feedback and it's something that we already explained. But it's like people only write in because they was pissed and they just can't help themselves. Mm Because it's not like we... Oh, that's their pet topic or pet thing. Yeah, yeah, but it's not like they're adding new perspective Mm -hmm. or like something that we didn't cover or something. It's just like, they're like, "Eh, nah, I'm so mad. I have to say something too. Will in Toronto said, she, the black, the TBGWT family going to pull all our tax return money so we can get Karen to ride that jet. (laughs) Dig deep y'all. Skip a few Jordan releases. Cancel your Netflix. Quit smoking them cigarettes. We putting every penny we got towards that jet. Thank you. Thank you, Will. Thank you for supporting the calls, baby. Yes. That's why I love Canadian sucker uh listeners. <laughs> that's why I love Loonies. y'all Canadians. Y'all Ain't so that good. the money, Loonies? Yep. Uh we had uh <laughs> we had a poll. Is Kendrick Lamar the hip hop Beyonce? Yes, he's got stands and haters all over the place. Nah, it's not the same. And B emoji. <laughs> uh yes, he's uh, he has stands and play- haters all over the place, twenty five percent. Nah, it's not the same. 26% and 49% said B emoji. <laughs> that's, that's what I would have chose. Prince Akeem said, I can see the comparison. They both have very huge fan bases. They also have haters that really don't have a reason to hate. Cal says, I think, I think like with Beyonce, we're at a point where most people dislike Kendrick for being himself rather than his music. A lot of the complaints I hear about Kendrick tend to be about what makes him unique rather than any perceived flaws in his music. It's like, some people complain about Karen's voice or what Beyonce chooses to sing about anyway. All my life, I has to fight, nigga. Right. <laughs> yeah, Kyle. I-, I agree with you, man. Yes. Because, like, it's weird. I don't argue this, but when people are like, I don't like his voice, I'm just like, well, shit, that's the end of this conversation. What can I say? Right. What, what, what the fuck are we talking about? Because that's some shit that he can't change. All right. Nothing he can do about that. You know, and I, and I can't lie. I've had artists that their voice just didn't do it for me. Um, right. Karis One is my big like. I hear two, three bars of Karis One. It really don't matter what kind of beat it is or anything. I'm just already like, yeah, I guess I don't really like this. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have artists like that too. Mm-hmm. If they're not that, they're making me sleepy. Frequently asked questions: Do bees fly at night? Not usually, especially in temperate zones, as it is too cold. Bees are cold-blooded. They do not maintain a constant body temperature. It varies with external conditions and need to be warm in flight muscles to uh, need to be warm for their flight muscles to work. Some tropical bees have been reported to fly at night. So, Karen, I don't know what you saw. Bees do fly at night. They just said they don't normally. Hmm. It must have been bees once in that family. They were, shit, the motherfucker was flying and they had wings. Mm. Okay. Um. I can't tell the difference. They all look the same to me. Yes, I'm bee racist. They all look the same. Bees, wasps, big bees, bumblebees, wood bees. Fuck them. They all bees. Bees can see in color. Oh, they can? I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Um, so. How many bees do you think are in a colony? 
About 50,000 here. 50,000 got nobody. Right. Maybe we should let them die. You know what I mean? Yeah. People always say we need to protect the bees, but sometimes I feel like, uh, fuck them. <laughs> um, all right. We had episode 913, White Genocide or White Genocide. How come white people are the only people? <laughs> we had comments ooh eight comments y'all was mad real mad yes uh, she was Prince Laurent says I guess the overlying theme of this podcast is that woman cannot catch a break uh, or women cannot catch a break if a woman does something unpleasing such as cutting her hair or gaining weight she is demonized for not being attractive uh, representations for her man but if she looks too good how dare she that isn't becoming of a wife or a mother I don't, uh, I don't, wait. oh, and don't you dare discuss March Madness because you are then inviting rape threats. I wonder how differently Fox News would have acted if, reacted if Ashley Judd was a known conservative instead of a very popular progressive. Ooh, good oh, good point. Oh, they'd have loved her. You, he would not have responded like that. Also, can we kick Stephen A. Smith down the moon door? <laughs> could, he, could he have been any more disingenuous with his concern for the disenfranchisement wow that sounds like a Stephen A. Smith sentence yes could he have been any more disingenuous with his concern for the disenfranchisement of black voters huh skip could he um, <laughs> however he only wants black people to vote Republican because he is Republican this nigga even brought up I, I didn't say nigga on the air uh, this nigga even brought up the history of Democrats and Republicans ignoring the Dixiecrats and the switching of ide- the switching of ideology following the Civil Rights Act. Yeah, I hate when I literally lose 100 percent of respect for anyone that says shit like black people used to vote Republican and just but have no understanding of the Dixiecrats and no understanding of, you know, how Democrats change parties. You know, Republicans change parties. Like, if we're not going to discuss it honestly, don't insult me and insult my intelligence by simplifying it to that level without bringing up why. Because if anybody, black people have been very, very active uh, as far as following the policies that affect them and Mm -hmm. using that to dictate who they vote for. They're not just throwing their votes away or giving their votes away that is proof positive that uh, that black people saw that and said oh no 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 the name might have changed but the ideas the ideas are what we're following lastly i slammed a a gluten-free turkey wrap when that one chick said the final solution to the black problem is that white in that white genocide video really dog final solution they snuck that joint in there twice Oh, that's a gluten-free turkey sandwich. Anonymous says, says, great show and opinions at times. But you are as bad as O'Reilly and them. Not O'Reilly and them boys. O'Reilly and the boys. With how you spend things for gays and your anti-Christianity comments. (laughs) But then when black folks are marginalized, you are as upset. You are upset as I am, I but. Oh. Mm-hmm. Why why can't why can't the bigots be like 
why can't they also be english majors you know what i'm saying like if you're gonna send us your defensive bigotry take a couple like english lit classes or like a couple you know like some sentence like get, let somebody proofread it <laughs> yes send send it to the clan be like hey can you check this for spelling Spell checks, and, yeah run, 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 run it against word google something goes on to say not for certain topics right actually i'm gonna read this in my i'm gonna go back and read this in my uh white genocide voice great show and opinions at times but you are as bad as o'reilly and them with how you spend things for gays and your anti-christianity comments but then when black folks are marginalized you are as upset as i am i but not for certain topics right okay like when you play that true news clip, you admonish him for anti-gay statements, but he didn't single out gays, but all sinners. All as well as the girl with same-sex parents. You attacked the dad, but the mom left him for another woman. And we don't know if she made it tough to see his daughter. We don't know, but you attacked him. Just be fair. She called her dad a deadbeat piece of shit, though. So I'm being fair. How about that? Mm -hmm. She said her dad wasn't a good guy. So how about you be fair to what exactly we fucking read? Piece of shit, idiot. You wouldn't even put your name to this shit. Oh, you anonymous, nigga. Put your name on this. Be proud of your bigotry. The fact that you wouldn't even co-sign your name to this dumbass run-on sentence of fucking trumped up type typing words that try to pass for thought Ugh, it's making me stupid just reading it there's no spaces between the question mark and the next sentence what does that mean and and for the record i'm not anti-christian neither one of us are Mm -mm. some of my best friends are christians Mm -hmm. all right i let christians in my house not once have i ever tried to like put one of them in a lion's den <laughs> i've i've asked them to kill their child i've never done anything to to a christian to hurt them for, for being a christian Mm-mm. you know what i mean i i let i would let my imaginary kids marry christians okay that's i said it oh they can marry christians be they can do whatever they want to do they can have an inter-religion relationship mm-hmm. i know it's disgusting but I will let it happen. I don't mind. That's how oh, open minded I am. I approve of that. Mm-hmm. I'll never be a Christian in TVG. Oh, what? No. Sorry. <laughs> are we still recording this? I think we are. Oh, sorry. Uh, Janica says, oh, wait, pronounce Janika. Oh, I did pronounce it right. Janika. Uh, Janika says, well, to lighten the mood, Nikki's verse is the last one on the five star song. It's the best of my opinion. Y'all should skip to it one day while it's still women's history. Okay, bye. I love you guys. Here's the problem. The version on Spotify don't got her on there. Oh, it don't. No, it's got a little Bootsy at the end. It's terrible. The, the Bootsy. Yeah, that's who. Yeah, remember when we played oh, Okay, because we thought it was going to turn over to Nikki and it turned over to some dude. That's who it was, Lil Bootsy. Yeah, Lil Bootsy, man. And oh. I, don't think, I don't think they have another version of it on here. I only oh, got I I Five Star Bitch by Mark Vell. 
Five Star Bitch Flow, Five Star Boss Bitch by Dre Malik. I, man, a lot of Five Star Bitch songs by dudes. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm sorry, guys. I wish I, I wish we do, had the other version. I wanted to say under Nikki's name, but yeah, no. but I when I play it for what we need it for, oh. um, I have to play it from here. Okay. Um, yeah. So I don't know, oh, man. Yeah, we don't have a right one with the one with Nikki on it. Yeah, I got. Yeah, and even if I just look five star chick, it's young bud. The remix is the one that I think we already play, right? Um, yeah. yeah, so I'm sorry guys. Um but anyway, next time we'll figure something out. Anime Sparkster says, Oh sweet baby Jesus, not the white genocide crowd. <laughs> I was wondering when one of their batshit insane videos would make it onto the blackout tips. I had a bit of a run-in with one what? A oh. bit of a run-in with them a few years ago when I first found out about the whole anti-racist is the cold word for anti-white movement on YouTube. I made a video addressing their arguments, and when it got posted on their main website, my comment section and inbox were instantly flooded with everything from from refutation attempts to death threats. They'll, they're probably still commenting on my video as I type. I'm glad y'all had fun with them. Yeah, I'm not oh, taking them serious. Crazy. Yes. AJ the engineer says, Rod, Karen, that video has a point. Maybe TBGWT should be more diverse and integrate with white people like Nicole Sandler. <laughs> uh, all right, I'll stop trolling. I'm writing this feedback on Wednesday, on Tuesday's Twitter Prime, an actual white genocider called into the show. And tried to tell Elon and Amani what's up. Yeah, I listened to that. That was terrible. <laughs> Have you yet? Yeah, somebody was like, man, we should, uh, y'all should get them people on your show. I was like, what the mm-hmm. fuck, fucking what? Because mm-hmm. it ain't going to be no conversation. He didn't even really have a conversation with them. He didn't do anything but really disrespect that show uh, as they tried to be reasonable with that motherfucker. Nope, not happening. Shout out to Aaron. Aaron basically voiced my whole life right then. Because he was like, cuss that dude off. And that was that really was all that needed to happen. He could have hung up after that. I was good. Uh, the best part was when Aaron started snapping on the dude. Oh, yeah, agreed. Right, because after a while, you can't take the the, the ignorance. You're like, you're not going to come on my platform with this bullshit. Yeah, they're using the word genocide to mean, like, diversity. Right, it's shit. like, do you know what genocide means? Yeah, they use, and they're making shit up. Like, oh, the forced diversity. They're making and, shit up. Intermink, like nobody's forcing you to have interracial relationships. Nobody's going out here killing all the white folks. That's dumb because normally genocide comes death. You too scared to be around black folks because you can't help but fuck them. Oh man, they're just too. That beautiful bronze skin, walking around with those childbearing hips and full lips. Oh, you can't help yourself. Now you just got to do it, and now it's all our fault. Uh, the best part was that Aaron started snapping on dude. I'm not surprised there are people who believe in this shit, but I guess I'm more surprised at how aggressive they are when arguing. Nah, that dude was just a piece of shit, and stupid people are always aggressive when arguing. They're stupid. Right. That's all they got. You know it's what I mean? They, how they feel. At any point in time, you can counter these genocide arguments with historical facts, but that would require these white folks to listen and acknowledge their role in past centuries. Yeah, they don't do that. They they actually they're, they're basically the equivalent of why are you bringing up that old shit, mm-hmm. whatever you talk about when because they'll be like white countries and only white countries have forced to integrate. Why not have Africa for Africans, uh, Mexico for Mexicans, 
and <laughs> and white countries for everybody and you're like wait a minute what white countries because america is it's like that guy became a quote-unquote white country because of all this horrible shit y'all did whoa 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 i wasn't there for the horrible shit well then shut up right because you only want to be part of history you don't want to deal with the whole thing also this ain't your country sure ain't this is everybody's country indians yeah we put in on this native americans put in on this yeah ask, ask the indians we put them in a four by four circle and i'm like this your plot bitch yeah move to the motherfucking uh you know move to the motherfucking sweden or some shit move to iceland and when that shit melts melt with it um uh. so it said they he goes on to say um but then these same people require you to acknowledge that new history that they just pulled out of their asses fuck them not to be petty but that blind girl with the southern accent looks like she sucks and fucks black men enjoys it make that a sandwich y'all have a good weekend aj don't you put that evil on no on no black man aj i don't want to hear that shit i hope hopefully no brother put in that racist ass heifer Ugh. not only was she a disgusting person but she had disgusting views and shit like oh she's not sucking any dicks uh black people I would not let a racist person suck my dick. I'm sorry. This is a, you should be, this is an <laughs> honor and a privilege. That's where your dick draws the line. This is an honor and a privilege. You should be thanking me. What kind of shit is that? <laughs> suck my dick. All right, but I hate black people. Oh, it's fine. It's fine. I don't care. No, my dick is anti-racism, though. Yeah, who would do that? Uh, is that what y'all doing out there in this world? I'm sorry. I'm not fucking any racist people. Uh, Kyle says, <laughs> <laughs> I don't even watch Monsters Ball because of that one scene. I'm like, mm-mm. Racist people should not get to fuck Holly Berry. That's not a gift. Kyle says, I think you guys are being too hard on Stephen A. Smith. He just wants a spot on Fox News. That's true. <laughs> I think it's pretty Amy Fool. Trevor H. says, as a black person born in South Africa and now living in Australia, mate, I just started laughing when that chick said, this race problem would only would only be solved if millions of non-blacks were brought into every black country and only black countries. Like you said, this revolutionary concept, a.k.a. colonization, has already been tried. Right. Like, that's the other thing. Africa for Africans, like, um, it wasn't for Africans when motherfuckers came there and colonized it, took all the wealth out of the land and enslaved the people. What was that? You know what I mean? A lot of those countries over there are still like, or some of those countries over there are still considered colonies of other, you know, jurisdictions. Yes, sir. Other countries. Dude, like a little research, just a little. It's like their brain just hurt when they click, you know, when they open up a book. Like, ah, no. Mm-mm. Knowledge. What is this? My brain. I can't be racist. Google who the fuck is that bitch? Right. Um, so he said, I'm trying so hard to believe anyone can be this stupid and oblivious to basic world history. So I'll just assume this was just bad trolling. Still 100 for fucking with black people. Will in Toronto said the article on the couple of odds over the woman cutting her hair just showed how some men treat their women like property. Mm-hmm. A woman having to check with her man to see whether or not he's cool with her cutting her hair is some bullshit. If hair can be such a contentious point between two people, then how do they discuss raising kids or deciding to become homeowners or even where to live? Yeah, Karen came home. She had a hair color yesterday. I was just like, all right. <laughs> like, I guess you joined the Golden Lords. Yes, I did. 
Um, yes, I did. Put it, put in your dollar so we can go fight somebody, Golden Axe. Come on. Um, no, Golden Lords is from Media Man. Oh. Don Cheeto crew. Uh, I've always found it funny how a woman, how, <laughs> he put a women, I don't know if he was trying to be funny. Or women. Right. I always found <laughs> it funny how a woman is expected to be physically everything a man wants her to be at all times. But meanwhile, dudes could never handle the truth if women started treating us that way. Nope. If that dude came home from the barbershop and she told him that his haircut made him look gay, he would be all in his feelings. Right. Yeah, because he called her like a lesbian because she got a certain haircut. But if she would have been like, yeah, you look like a, a gay dude with your, you know, flat top. He would have been like, what? Um, play pants. Good idea, bad idea. Good idea, 20%. Bad idea, 80% of our audience says play pants is a bad idea. Prince Lamar says, I see what you did there, Rod. Bad idea jeans. The problem is that they need to find a way for me to jerk off that does not cost me $209. <laughs> I would also stay away from these jeans the same reason I stay away from sex toys. The fleshlight may be spectacular, but cleaning aspect sounds like a hassle, especially when you factor in that I had just bust a nut. Um, oh, yeah, I guess, yeah, you the inside of your jeans will have sperm on them and shit. That is gross. Ew, I didn't even think about that part. Um, Prince Akeem says... So what happens after I bust a nut in public? Am I supposed to wipe it on my $200 jeans? Bad idea. Sugar Bay says. No, they're self-cleaning. Mm-hmm. Sugar Bay says, have we checked to see if the guy who created these jeans has any public citations for jerking off in public? And did you notice that he's already reached and surpassed his funding goals? This is such a pervy idea. He's getting rewarded for it. I, to allow men to jerk off in public, shaking my head, kick rocks. Good point. Um, planks for the memories. We had uh Nick and Reg on from What's the Tea podcast. Mm-hmm. Had a bunch. Had a good old time. I always um, enjoy having them on. And we had some comments. AJ the engineer says, "I saw that frat letter. We read a frat letter about a guy that was basically being racist and rapey. Mm-hmm. I saw that frat letter a few weeks ago and ha- was hoping that you guys would talk about it." I know not all frat boys are as bad as this dude, but it's time to admit it. A majority of white frats and sorority aren't welcoming the people of color. And I'm mad the pe- dude knew the difference between nigger gal and no consent, my niggas. This white boy been learning. I hope communication like this keeps being found and released to the public because I'm tired of hearing these media anchors say these are all isolated incidences or caused by rap music. Well, I'll tell you this much. People that feel like, this stuff is excusable. They will always find a way to excuse it. Uh, no matter how often it happens. Uh, it's like how many times police got to shoot an unarmed black dude. People still line up, you know, on their sides on everything. Of course. Ozzy Davis says the puns on this show are on, were on fleek. Will in Toronto says, as usual, Nick and Reg added their dope flavor to the podcast. Doesn't matter who y'all have on the show y'all always form like voltron y'all had me rolling at all them jokes about the plywood getting to the root you stumped final destination tree shame on y'all for making me laugh this hard at a tragedy prosta monet davis she took a high roll and i'm not sure i could have and that still managed to sun that jackass in a classy way mm-hmm. yep chris from hawaii says oh man this is such a good show whenever nick and reggie are on it's extra fun to be had. Who here still doesn't remember the famous Blood in the Glitter episode? 
for some reason rod and reggie seem to be to seem to get another gear of ratchetness when the other is around karen snuck her jabs in and i felt for nick when she told that story about being called a coon the plank wood puns being were thrown uh were thrown about fast and furious great episode thanks man thank you and uh yeah man uh reggie and, and nicole you know obviously they're awesome yeah and uh whenever we can get them on the show man it's always fun and they always just fit in and uh i don't know man i don't i don't i never noticed that i get more ratchet when reggie's around but i also would not dispute <laughs> it i mean Re- reggie always saying stuff that uh is so over the line and I just be like, I want to join. I want to stay over the line stuff too. <laughs> you having all the fun over there on the other side of the line. All right. Uh, who would you say, who would you have saved in the river? The ex, the current, or neither? Both of them are crazy. This is a story about uh, a, a guy who, whose ex was like stalking him and <laughs> wasn't over their breakup. So she showed up when him and his girl were out together and met. What was that? the poster behind us oh all right well karen didn't do a good job hanging that <laughs> i sure did my bad we'll i guess to... i need to get that gorilla tape because uh regular tape was like mm, fuck you yeah so <laughs> um the ex met up at the bridge with this guy and his current girlfriend and she was like you still love me and to prove it she jumped in the water and was like save me and he was going to go save her and his current girlfriend was like bitch please she jumped in the water was like if you really love me save me and i was like both these hoes crazy and uh nick <laughs> nick jew was like nah you got to save your current girl i think karen said you gotta save your current girl Mm-mm. i what said say? nobody nobody yeah because i would have walked away i'm sorry i said everybody crazy nope like glad i didn't marry either one of y'all because i could have wasted my whole life with two crazy right. people. if i went two people and they both just jump into the river oh mm-hmm. no i'm calling 911 whoever their uh emergency system is and call it that day mm-hmm. so uh sugar bay says i just want to know who voted to save the ex yeah a couple people did prince laurent says i was one of the two people that voted for the ex and i did it for one reason i would have made that decision as soon as the current girlfriend jumped in the river i would have felt that the ex has more faith in me than the current girlfriend if the current girlfriend believed in us she would never have jumped in the river that makes the ex less crazy than the current girl decisions like this might be the reason i'm still single (laughs) that's true yes anybody jumping in the water current ex you're crazy Mm. but you have to follow your heart listen here's my thing if you jump in the water you have to save your current girlfriend but i would not jump in the water Mm-mm. but if you have to but i'm just saying if yo, you jump your ass in the, in the water the wrong decision is saving the ex period there's no fucking excuse for that shit uh episode five nine fifteen nine fifteen we had mail from the good and terrible show and uh it was called the drug game it was fun, man. I love me some mail. I listen to Good and Terrible all the time. So, yes. you know, uh, we couldn't get sieged that, that week, but, uh, Mel filled in admirably and, uh, I, th- I feel like the people loved her. Let's uh-huh. see, uh, the comments. AJ says, AJ the engineer, first great show once again, y'all. It was great hearing Nick and Reggie yesterday and to hear terrible and terrible today. 
<clears throat> Second, fuck Ted Cruz. I can't believe this country sometimes. I remember learning in high school that you had to be born in the U.S. to run for president. So why can't Ted Cruz even enter when we all know his ass from Canada? Did you hear he used to like rock music until 9-11? Then he became a country music fan? Man, if he don't get off the dicks of these white folks and have a seat somewhere. Third, Beauty and Siege are killing me during these ball alert comments. Oh, well, only Beauty was here. Uh-oh. That lady, that lady that said Jimmy Wine and Siege, well, I think you mean Mel, called her out for being old as shit. LOL. This story irked me, not because of the necessary, unnecessary drug tales, but because of the punctuation. Damn, Rod, I saw your post about the biggest spin on Facebook earlier in the week. If you want somebody to actually hear your opinion, why not spend a few minutes proofreading your shit before posting? I'm no grammar Nazi, but come on, man. That Facebook post had periods and commas placed in the middle of words and shit, and you're supposed to listen to his opinion? Nah, son, try again. It's just like the last episode of Walking Dead. Rick was making some good points, but he also had blood spilling from his face and was pointing a gun at everybody. In that context, I kind of don't have to listen to you. Y'all have a great weekend. AJ. AJ3000 in the chat room. Thank you, sweetie. Thanks, AJ. And yeah, it was just Mel from Good and Terrible. Um, so, uh, I don't know if she was just being the terrible or the good that day, but she was, uh, mm. she was very entertaining to me. Uh, Anzi Davis says, it is so ironic that Ted Cruz needs to use Obamacare, lol. Mm-hmm. Sugar Bay says, Mel for the win. Loved her quips. She was good. I saw people quoting her on, uh, Twitter all, all week, like, Talking about that kangaroo. She was going to train for a week to kick people in the chest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was good, man. Um, yeah, man. I love when we have guests on. You know, you can just see one that they enjoy interacting with the fans. Right. And the fans interact with them. Mm-hmm. You know, same thing when we had Nick and Reggie on. You know, like people that they come on, but then it's not like then they just disappear from the world. It's like, you know, they interact on social media too. It's it's cool to to see that. Will in Toronto says, yo, my TBGWT neighbors to the South need to do us Canadians two favors. One, make sure that jackass Ted Cruz gets crushed at them polls. If he even makes it that far. Matter of fact, don't even let him get past the first debate. Can't stand that dude. Well, look, none of us vote Republicans. So I don't know how we're going to stop that. Mm -mm. They the only ones that control them primaries, you know, Number two, make sure he don't come back up here. We never claimed that fool here in Canada, and we ain't about to start now. Nah, y'all can't give us y'all trash. I'm sick of y'all doing that shit. We let you get away with Justin Justin Bieber, Bieber, and now you're going to bring this bullshit to our doors? Mm -hmm. No thanks. At least Bork had the fucking sensibility to go back up there. Um... And then we had a couple comments on the poll, which was, was Fantasia's Groovy Tale real or fake? It was a very tight poll, y'all. Yes, it was. Nah, it was fake. Oh, yes, I believed it. 46% of you guys believed it. So that means half of y'all, a little over half, 54% of y'all think it's fake. I think it's real. Capadonna says, this story is ridiculous. Poorly written and absurdly, and absurd, not, wait, poorly written and too ridiculous. Okay, so that means it. This story is too ridiculous, poorly written, and absurd not to be true. There were too many details for A, this to be fake, and B, this ghetto gorilla is definitely an alumni of Michigan State Penitentiary. (laughs) (laughs) Question, do you think OG was rocking a members-only jacket or eight-ball jacket when he got into those Fantasia cakes? Jimmy Wine. (laughs) 
members only. Cuban B says, head, heading up to NFL shop right now to order my custom Jimmy Wide jersey for next season. Oh, <laughs> best name ever. Uh, Sugar, Sugar Bay says, best groupie tale ever. Sit back down and pour Jimmy Wine in my latte. Oh. <laughs> yeah, if you really enjoyed that one, man, it was long and detailed. And it does. And not very coherent. Grandma was on that one. Yeah, it did. It sounded like somebody grandma wrote that part about the Jimmy Wine in the comments. Um and Mel picked that up right away. Hilarious. Uh Don't Be a Rick About It was episode nine sixteen. We had <laughs> Justin and we also had Mac and D of Mac and D watch TV. They were fun. Um let's look at the comments for this one. Um, you know, so I walk a day recap. Miss Crystal says, uh-huh, yeah, sure. That's right. Put all the Connecticut ratchetness on the Mr. Brothers. By all means, do so. Real talk. When y'all were talking about homegirl jacking up her boyfriend, I was holding my breath a little, a lot, hoping I didn't need to make uh, no phone calls. Checking on clients, shaking my head. Bridgeport is the epicenter of Connecticut ratchetness. Just told Bay that they still stuck in the 90s, the wire mentality, shaking my damn head. Also, I guess the race of that team who stabbed the dude at the McDonald's in Stanford over spilling coffee when the young white Texas transplant talked about how nervous he and his girlfriend were now because of it. Just told him he missed all the fun in the 80s and 90s. Mm. Hugs and kisses, Miss Crystal. Thank you very much. Emil says, they walking. At the end of that episode during Rick's rant, the only thing I kept thinking about was Terminus. I see a definite parallel between Alexandria and pre-human barbecue Terminus. You have to remember that at first Terminus was a bunch of bright-eyed optimists welcoming strangers until they welcomed the wrong group that ended up brutalizing and raping them and changing their whole outlook. I kept thinking, what if Rick's group would be the one to turn Alexandra upside down, transform them from doe-eyed optimists trying to build a new world to set a set of hardened killers set on destroying all comers? Emil. Uh, That's an interesting turn. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't think Rick and them have done anything that egregious yet. Not to that point yet, yeah. You know? um, I said they won't, but I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, I think even the beating of Pete was semi-justified. So, uh, I don't know, man. I don't think so. So, um, let's say no. Let's say no. But we'll see. Next week's the season ending, you know, so. Tomorrow. Yep. Uh, and then the poll was, should Comedy Central have pulled the Paul Walker jokes from the Bieber roast? Yes, it was too far. And no, it's a roast. 75% of our audience says, no, it's a roast. Right. And, uh, 25% says it was too far. Prince LeRon says, why do we even have roast? I remember one roast where one comedian made jokes about someone else on the show being molested as a child. That person was actually molested as a child, and that shit made the air. Not to mention the thousands of jokes they make about celebrities that have just died. I really must have underestimated how much people love Paul Walker. He seems to be the one celebrity that is off limits. I have no idea why. Help me understand. I don't know either. My guess is that people feel bad because he couldn't act, and they shit on him his whole career. But now that he's dead, it's like, no, 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 guys. No more mean things. Like, well, you've been saying mean shit about him for his whole life. Right. Other, the only time people talk good about him was just to say he looked good. But I've never seen nobody be like, oh, this role he had was so great. Because we all know he couldn't act. Correct. The night he died, I remember I was making jokes on Twitter about it. And 
like there were people that legit got mad at me i was like this nigga is not stop acting like y'all think this guy is so great because i know you don't no you don't but it's all good you know people get sensitive about that stuff people are superstitious and cowardly lot you just never really know i mean honestly you just um you know you don't know how people are gonna take stuff and it's weird to get that emotional over celebrity get death to me but i understand you know what i mean the people touch you in a different way i, I think it's just weird because social media is so raw now i think we're all kind of looking for a how do i make this about me in the moment right and I, me included everybody included if you have right. social media mm-hmm. it's kind of how do i make this thing that happened more about me than anything else and give my own perspective and some people that perspective is a joke and some people is talking about how much they love this person and they're gonna cry and how much they meant to them and it's like you know to me i don't judge anybody for any reaction really Mm -mm. uh dr dostak says that the charlie sheen roast they didn't remove amy schumer telling steve-o it was a shame the car crash only killed his friend ryan dunn and not steve-o and it didn't go over well steve-o and a bunch of other people on the stage had looks on their faces like of the fuck was that about because it just came off as mean it is possible to be mean and funny, but that means Comedy Central would need to go out and get actual comics to roast people and not the assortment of folks from the Justin Bieber roast. Right. Even if you get actual comics, you still get jabs like Schumer and whatnot. I say leave it in, not because I'm okay with the jokes, but because they didn't have any problem leaving in jokes about Ryan Dunn's death. Or do us all a favor and stop putting out shitty roasts. That'd be kind of nice, too. Right. Yeah. Uh, don't do the fuckers at all. On the real, you know they're only removing the jokes because probably because it's universal is running ads for Fast and Furious during Justin Bieber Rose. And they probably said, take this shit down. And they said, okay. okay. And I, and secondly... And that makes sense. And secondly, I will defend these jokes. I do think it's funny. When I read those jokes, I laughed at both of them. And I think a roast is okay. I don't think we need to ban roast. I don't think mm-hmm. we need to change what makes the air. I think a roast is one of the few places where it's actually acceptable to be so fucking mean that it just makes you groan. That's the point. You know what I mean? Right. You can't have it both ways. People can't like, I want to laugh, but but I got, but there's a line. That's not a fucking roast. And another thing a lot of people don't know, while maybe some of the people up there aren't co- actual comedians by trade, Amy Schumer is though, but while they're not comedians by trade, comedians write that stuff. Yes, they do. Um, one of my favorite things about listening to Keith and the Girl is when they used to have Jesse Joyce on before these Comedy Central roasts, and he would give us an inside look at the writing room of roast. Mm-hmm. And it was so funny to hear like which celebrities could handle jokes, which one. And that's one of the reasons I don't believe Ludacris when he says he wasn't okay with the jokes, because they normally give you a list that you could like, sometimes you could come to the writers and be like, don't make this joke. Don't talk about this subject. And I don't think that's what happened. I feel like someone universally was like, take this shit out. Like, it's not going to look right playing a fucking Fast and Furious ad right after they just made that joke. Right. But all that being said, um, I don't have any problem with the jokes, period. Mm-hmm. I don't have any problem with them. I think people are way too uptight about this shit and they want to control everything. You do have all the control. Don't watch Roast if you don't like mean jokes. Oh, correct. And Comedy Central should be ashamed of themselves for pulling the jokes. And I know they probably did it because of Universal. I doubt they did it because of any morality. Because as Do- Dr. Dostak said, they've made worse jokes in the past. Yes. So I don't, you know, I I don't like. And the thing is, all the roasts that I don't like aren't because they ha- don't have comedians or they do have comedians. It's not funny. Yeah. I just don't like the motherfucking, um, 
the unfunny ass jokes because they're so scared someone's gonna get mad right and like they just, come off not funny because you're not you instead of giving a full punch you're giving a half punch because you don't really want to come off offended and that's that that what makes me frustrates me because when you go this is a roast it's a few times where it's no holds bars but everybody won't do a cute roast and there's no such thing as a cute roast yeah i don't want to watch it no because it's boring and, and that's why a lot of them roasts they've had i just don't watch the shit because i'm like y'all not gonna go in so no i need people to understand that like get used to the fact that one laughing at something doesn't necessarily mean you agree with it in principle correct um and then two something can be funny that you don't agree with mm-hmm. you know what i mean i would there's a lot of shit that i wouldn't do that i'm like that's hilarious but that's you know and that's also terrible you know but I, I think a lot of people just i don't know they get really weird about humor anyway uh that's all the comments let's get to uh we got a couple voicemails to play all right, let's get into these. Hey, guys, this is Kenneth Brown out in Las Vegas. Just wanted to tell you guys, thank you. Thank you so much for actually being not only entertaining, but truthful and honest and just amazing all out. As a black guy who's basically considered to be somewhat of either a white guy or whatever, you know, by, by other random niggas, it's actually great to actually see people who get where I come from people who understand what i go through so thank you guys very much have a great one bye oh man thanks thank you sweetie appreciate your player and Mm -hmm. uh you know yeah i don't even know how to react we just got nothing but complimentary uh voicemail i'm just gonna go to the next one thanks so much hey rod hey karen this is miss nerdy nikki on twitter I'm listening to your show on Tuesday. I stopped listening because now you guys are disrespecting California. Come on now. That's where I'm from. Arizona and Florida, two places that I have resided, still live in Florida, sadly. Yeah, those places are pretty ratchet and effed up. But seriously, you know, why California? That'd be weird. Nothing from Californians. Like, we're really awesome people. Everyone knows us everywhere we go, like, all the time here. It's like... Where are you from? I'll be like, California. Like, yeah, I can tell. I don't know. Well, I think it's because I talk like a white girl from the valley. That's why they say that. But in general, California is a really nice place. We have, like, the best weather ever. It's always nice. And we have very pretty beaches. And we have Disneyland. And we have San Diego. And what else we got? And we got Compton. Thank you. California is awesome. Don't be disrespecting California like that. Come on now. Yeah, but Florida is pretty ratchet. Uh, yeah, because I get hit on by these guys of like little John Yin Yang twins on a daily basis. And one time they told me I'm thick like a kindergarten pencil, like a kindergarten pencil. And I was like, seriously? Uh, I was like, pencils are just straight. And yeah, but whatever. All right, Rod. Thank you, Karen. Have a nice day. Bye. Well, thank you, Nikki. And uh, I just feel like that explains a lot really uh you you from california arizona and florida yep that's about right <laughs> um and uh don't forget man I, I i didn't bring this up earlier but i meant to earlier in the week i had to say but uh nikki is going to london for an hiv research trip and uh it's gofundme.com slash miss nerdy nikki nikki with two k's um uh, and i p- shared it on our facebook page already and uh, I think I shared it on Twitter already, but, uh, you know, uh, she's trying to raise like $3,500 uh, to 
go research hiv so after you donate for our jet if you feel like you still charitable you have some other things you would like to do um you know you can always throw some money her way um because you know african-americans uh are contracting hiv and aids higher than any other group in the united states yeah black women number one so um she's uh she wrote like a, a synopsis of it uh you know how my name is nicole scott i will be traveling to england to learn about the management of health care specifically among african-american community with an hiv do- diagnosis as such i'm seeking to, uh, to acquire sufficient funds to travel abroad for 10 days to conduct my research my intent is to compare the disparities within the healthcare system of england and the united states i'm developing a research proposal for my master's degree in public health with an emphasis in health management my goal is to fundraise $4,000 to assist with costs to cover my flight, room, and transportation in and around London. Uh, now, look, it's only $3,500. She must be staying at a hospice. I mean, we know she's not trying to get y'all for y'all money. Ain't that uh, true, because that's an expensive-ass trip. Yeah, and this ain't enough. But, uh, you know, uh, throw something her way, man. Um, so, you know, help her out. Um, all right. And we had one last voicemail. Now, this one is over three minutes. So, depending on what, this is like Showtime Apollo, okay? You might get halfway in and get booed and kicked out the stage. Hopefully, you're not crazy and too long-winded. Hey, guys, this is Jada. Uh, I know I'm a, probably a little late to the conversation, but um, I just got to some of the shows that are talking about the SAE stuff and more deaths. And, yeah, I would just like to make a couple of points to people of, I am tired of this argument of saying that, like, if black people start saying nigger, then everybody will start saying nigger. For one, we weren't the ones who created the word. And for two, I don't know why people don't think about other racial slurs to other communities. Like, I'm, I think that Jewish people don't call each other kike and, you know, Hispanic people don't call each other thick or Asian people don't call each other um, chink. But those words are still around today and are still, you know, used to degrade them. So I don't feel that that's a valid argument to say, well, you know, if we stop using it, then other racist people will stop using it. Also, too, just to the point of, as Karen was saying, um, there are crazy lyrics or derogatory lyrics um, in all kinds of music, but it's not used all the time as a defense for people's um, actions. Like, I'm pretty sure feminists and, you know, people who are against domestic abuse um, would laugh at somebody's face if, you know, a man was on trial for beating his wife and he was saying, oh, well, I was influenced by that song and it says, slap your bitch up or something. You know what I mean? So it's just, it's just stupid. And I'm just, yeah, tired of black people being blamed um, for the racism of, uh, for other people. And again, too, even if, let's say to say like the SAE people. Oh, somebody called during the voicemail? No, do not call during the voicemail. What's wrong with people? <sighs> now I have to like start this shit over? Yeah, because I don't think you can go in the middle of it, can you? Yeah, I can't. Oh, oh. my God. Why would you do that? Oh, God damn it. Mm, let me play it again. Hey guys, this is Jada. Uh, I know I'm a, probably a little late to the conversation, but um, I just got to some of the shows that are talking about the SAE stuff and more deaths. 
And yeah, I would just like to make a couple of points to people of I am tired of this argument of saying that like if black people start saying nigger, then everybody would start saying nigger. For one, we weren't the ones who created the word. And for two, I don't know why people don't think about other racial slurs to other communities. Like I'm I think that Jewish people don't call each other kike and, you know, Hispanic people don't call each other thick or Asian people don't call each other um, chink, but those words are still around today and are still, you know, used to degrade them. So I don't feel that that's a a valid argument to say, well, you know, if we stop using it, then other racist people will stop using it. Also, too, just to the point of, as Karen was saying, um, there are crazy lyrics or derogatory lyrics um, in all kinds of music. But it's not used all the time as a defense for people's um, actions. Like, I'm pretty sure feminists and, you know, people who are against domestic abuse um, would laugh at somebody's face if, you know, a man was on trial for beating his wife and he was saying, oh, well, I was influenced by that song and it says, slap your bitch up or something. You know what I mean? So it's just, It's just stupid. And I'm just, yeah, tired of black people being blamed um, for the racism of uh, for other people. And again, too, even if, let's say to say like the SAE people, they didn't say nigger in the song. They said black person or whatever. Um, yeah, it still doesn't, it still would be bad because they're saying a black person would never get in their fraternity. And they're saying, you know, hanging black people. Um, so to the point of like, I don't know how much more racist you could get. And then, yeah, for also too, I think, you know, we have this claim that racism doesn't exist anymore. Um, and yeah, it's more covert. So it's kind of harder to prove. And so, you know, somebody might say, oh, you can't prove, you know, that you didn't get that job because you're black, which you probably can't. But then we have these situations like this where it's covertly saying, hey, we're not letting certain men in our fraternity simply because of the color of their skin and because of their race. And people are still like, oh, no, but they're not racist. You know what I mean? So it's just, um, yeah, it just really has gotten to the point um, that I'm just even almost, I mean, I know that you can't just, like, go without fighting. But, yeah, sometimes it's just like I have to take, like, a break. Like, you know how people have to take a social media break? I just have to take, like, a break sometimes from these stories of these, like, you know, social injustice type of things just because it just, it will. It will make you very sad and very disheartened because just all these things are coming out and, and, you know, we're just wondering, like, how far have we overcome? You know, I'm not, of course, I'm not saying we're back in the Jim Crow era, but, yeah, when we have these different things that are constantly coming up, voter rights still trying to be um, discriminatory and keep you from voting. I mean, it just seems like, you know, if we, but if we don't talk about these things, we will slide back um, into, you know, old history, old patterns. But uh, that's all I had to say about that, guys. I mean, I hope that I understand that sometimes when you're not a part of a certain group, it is hard to identify with certain things. So, you know, white people, other people, other races, I hope, you know, you're not, I'm not talking to every individual, but I was just, yeah, trying to put it in terms that people could identify with. Um, it's the same thing of, like, like for everybody. Like, if you 
if your family is not like if you were dogging out your mama or something like oh my mama ain't crap whatever but then if some complete stranger or something or even maybe one of your friends say yeah your mama ain't shit you know what i mean you would look at them crazy and be like i can talk about my mama like that but you can't so it's kind of the same thing with using the n-word like i can use that because we're familiar uh-huh. with each other but you know you can't um but yeah so I'll just leave it at that, guys. It's a great show, and I'm just happy that y'all have this medium um, that black people can discuss their issues and that it, these things can be. Uh, but love you guys, and great show. Oh, man. Well, thank you. Thank you, sweetie. For writing in or calling in. And, uh, yeah, I agree with everything you said. So, I mean, I don't have much to add, but, yeah, the idea of if we stop saying the N-word, uh, everything will change. We stop. Yesterday, I saw Isaiah Washington on Twitter saying that we stop calling ourselves black. Everything will change. Like, no, it won't. Mm-hmm. You know, like, like you said, uh, well, if it wasn't in the music, uh, white people wouldn't be confused into being racist and calling black people niggers. Yeah, well, what music is the Latino com- uh, community calling themselves wetbacks in? Because that seems to still be going loud and strong and proud. Uh, like mm-hmm. that characterization, uh, at what point did um, uh, people that were Muslim or for the Middle East start calling themselves sand niggers? Because that's not in any rap song, and yet that seems to be quite popular right. when it comes to marginalizing those people. Racism cannot be reasoned with. It cannot be uh, placated to either. It's something for us just to sit back and go, fuck you, honestly. No no more. Uh, we got to stop acquiescing to this illogical debate where we're sitting around basically talking to children about whether or not we should be viewed as humans. Sorry. Uh, and this person left a voicemail during the show. Hey, what's up, Rob? What's up, Karen? This is Will up in Toronto. Um, just wanted to give you guys a shout. Uh, they always say you should give the people a rose as well. They can still smell them. And just based on the week with everything that's been happening with Bon Marnie getting his show, his new radio show on ESPN, I just wanted to give you guys a shout-out and say, you know, a lot of the same ways that you guys have been bigging him up, a lot of us are doing the same in regards to you guys. So I saw a lot of your Twitter feed, Rod, where you were kind of just giving your whole backstory on your relationship with with Bo. And for a lot of us, it's pretty much the same for us. It's like we kind of look to you and we're like, it's it's inspiring. So no doubt you guys keep doing what you're doing. Karen, I see the new hairdo is dope. The color looks crazy. You guys are just doing the thing. We're going to keep supporting y'all. Peace. Oh, man. Thanks, Will. Thank you, sweetie. Next time, don't call during the show. But, yes, thank you. Thanks, man. We appreciate you, dog. Um, and uh, let's go through these emails. Ashanti says, Tippy Nom. Hey, Rod, I don't know if there's a Tippy Award category for best puns. We could do funniest moment. But I'd like to nominate Nick, Jew, Reggie, Karen, and yourself for the most epic pun run from episode 914, <laughs> Planks for the Memories, time marker 133.22 to 139.18. Well, we'll make sure to get it on the books. And don't worry, Karen's work, still working on the uh, the tippy sound clips, but we'll get yeah. it going. Yeah, I, I apologize. I personally apologize for those of you going, well, what the fuck they going to do with the tippies? They coming. I'm slow. No, uh, no need to apologize. Okay, yeah, I've we been, we run this shit. I have a lot going on. Hey, and look, we bit, we some busy people. Listen, right? And we have we a staff not, of two. Right, we cannot even do the tippies. It's, it'll be fine. It's our shit. Okay, right? I'm gonna say we don't have nobody where we put it on them. But I like, look, this is your job. Nah, no, no need to apologize. 
uh had to do it tim writes in rod and karen let me start by apologizing to you guys i've been enjoying all your podcast goodness and had not donated to the cause i could no longer live with myself knowing how selfish i was being you two crank out the best podcast of all podcast them i listen to every non-premium podcast you provide your audience i love the comedy topic discussion and special segments karen is a gem rod is awesome and hey justin is the man i get his humor 100 percent in addition to the fifty dollar donation, I confessed to my priest, said fifty Hail Marys and our fathers and flogged myself. So I have absolution and a clear conscience to continue listening. Keep up the good work. Well thanks, Tim. Thanks for thank the donation you, and uh thank you for uh writing into the show, man. Yes. Uh yeah, we appreciate you. And I'm sure Justin, when he never hears this, will appreciate you uh enjoying his humor. All right, yeah, I want y'all to know. Markham says, Hi Rod and Karen, just putting in my two cents on some of these show topics. Way back in the Krispy Kreme episode, Karen says something along the lines of people often view relationships as some sort of war, and this really rung true for me. I have a friend who was always coming to my fiance and I for relationship advice, and we're constantly telling her that it ain't her ain't shit boyfriend, pretty much her words, isn't going to suddenly turn into a good person if she fights with him enough. Right. Or one day he'll change if he loves her enough. I think a lot of people are in some form of that situation. Instead of just admitting the situation isn't healthy, they think they can argue it into being something good. Right. And that's not possible and it makes no sense. Or that if they can just say the right words or get the right advice, it will magically change things. Mm -mm. I think what happens is that people develop fantasies about a person when they first meet them. Mm -hmm. And when they finally get to know the real person, the conflict starts partially due to the problems they have with that individual and partially because they're upset. The person's reality doesn't match that fantasy. Mm -hmm. I agree. Yeah. And you know, ego is just hard. It's a hard thing to get over, you know? Uh, just listen at, uh, the woman whose fiance is flipped out over her hair. I don't think she's writing in for a one-time incident. He was probably unkind to her dozens of times and now she's fed up and not sure how to quote unquote fix it. I think it's hard to people to admit that they love an asshole and it's better for them to move on. I think there's this idea that a relationship is just a bunch of tension over everyday conflicts as opposed to a great relationship being fun and easy coupled with having enough sense to not sweat the little things. That's what right. I think. Life is too goddamn short. Yeah. I'm oh, sorry. Yeah. And if you look at like the mediums and the meat uh, the media that is surrounding relationships, it's a bunch of fights. It's a bunch of drama. That's what people are drawn to. But uh, just because something makes a good script in a movie doesn't mean it makes a good relationship. Right. I can watch it on TV all day. I don't want that shit in my real life. Mm-hmm. That's stressful. I don't get the asking people permission or needing to discuss your change your hair thing either. My fiance always tells me that one reason she loves me is that I'm cool with her being herself. And to be honest, one of the reasons I love her is that, well, she's just going to be herself and isn't looking for me, to me for permission. Yeah, I agree, man. You know, also like, like I, I'm, I'm, there's limits to everything. And I'm sure like if, Karen was like, I've decided to no longer wear shirts in public. I would be like, okay. <laughs> That's the lie. Yeah, like that, you know, I do have to stand up and say <laughs> I'm not I'm not comfortable with that. Yes, you need to put on shirts, baby. You know, but if if it's just, you know, like I want to change my hair, like why would we need to talk? You're not a kid and you don't need my, you're a fucking adult. You pay just as much bills here as I do. That makes no sense that you would have to change everything because my opinion. That You know, I always thought that was so selfish. 
so kim and kanye people waste too much energy hating them and being mad because he loves her that's his fucking wife he's supposed to be her biggest fan i don't care if your partner is a president or a janitor you should think they're the best at what they do it's mm-hmm. your partner you're supposed to be their biggest fan the end people's hate for them reminds me of people picking on each other in high school and there's no there's so much slut shaming hatred of interracial couples and out uh, other shit in there that it isn't funny People celebrate white dudes who sell tech companies that will never make money to investors. And then they talk about Kim for turning the sex tape into an empire. In my mind, it doesn't matter if it was leaked by someone stolen or on purpose. She turned the sex she was already having with her boyfriend into tens of millions of dollars for her and her sisters. That shit is impressive, period. Way more impressive than tricking investors into buying a worthless company. All right, y'all. Love the show. Wish you all the success in the world, as always. Peace. Did you want to open up the phone line, Jay Nay? Nah. Okay. Jay says, Carrot Cake Trine. Uh, <laughs> just wanted to let you guys know that Kalalu Ka- Transformer is going to be on the Yon Levan Sands show this Sunday to discuss Chris Brown having a baby on her if you watch, if you wanted to watch it for some material. Um. See the Walking Dead come on. I'm about to say if it come on at nine, that's a negative. Yeah. Oh, nine shit, nine and nine to nine. That shit, ten thirty. That's that one to have. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm not gonna miss that one. I'm not making no promises. I'll check mm-hmm. the DVR. Yeah. Yolanda said, "Oh yeah, can we say something?" Yeah, I'm, I can't promise that either. Hmm. More shitty animals. Yolanda says, "Hi, Karen and Rod." Um. Uh, I ranted about wasps earlier, and I really thought there were the they were the worst ain't shit critters until i stumbled across an article about dolphins i'm sure it's been out out there but i truly didn't know what the prey disgusting fuckers those cute dolphins were uh article uh yeah they killed our own babies in this article she linked to i curled up in a ball after reading that yeah um don't care about those sorry elon might but we don't yeah dolphins whatever i mean they're they're not as bad as jellyfish and wasps sorry i ain't gonna worry about dolphins sneaking in my front door yeah Dolphins also play with people and shit, and y'all keep fucking with them. Like, jellyfish come get you when you not fucking with them. Like, that's the difference. A wasp will come sting you when you have no idea what the fuck is happening. People go, <laughs> people go out there and fuck with these dolphins. Like, do some tricks, Flipper, and then Trip Flippers tries to rape you, and it's like, well, maybe you shouldn't be fucking with the fucking dolphins. <laughs> right. That's and they house. They smart. We don't even know what the fuck they be thinking about. Right. And when you go into the water, you walked in their front door. That's your fault. Yeah. But if you're on the beach and you just walking in the surf and the motherfucking jellyfish just sting you for no reason. Nah, man. We're not playing with jellyfish. Uh, episode 913. Thank you for your take on Stephen A. Smith. This is from BK. I like Stephen A. Smith to a degree. Yeah, the NYC Caribbean, Caribbean heritage bias is in effect, but mainly because I used to find him entertaining and insightful on NBA stuff in the back in the day. Um, but it's like the more visible he has gotten, the less I want to hear from him. I'm not one of those guys who say stick to sports or some shit. I mean, say whatever you want, but I definitely will voice my opinion if I think you fucked up. The big issues with Stephen A. Smith's comments from the Vanderbilt speech is that he ignores a whole bunch of shit in trying to make his overall point. He draws a faulty conclusion as a solution. There are some Democrats who ignore issues and concerns that people of color have, but I'd rather give my vote to someone who at least speaks to me than to someone who shits on me completely. That's the way I feel about the whole vote Republican thing. I'd have far less of an issue with his comments if he suggested that we somehow form a party that addresses the main issues that impact us greater than other voters and to vote that way. Growing your vote to a party 
I mean, throwing your vote to a party that not only fails to address your issues, but goes out of its way to knock any legislation that benefits you is sheer idiocy. If Republicans want black votes, they need to earn that shit. There is a reason why blacks, despite being mono, not being monolithic, tend to skew Democrat. They back issues black people generally benefit from. Oh, and during this speech, he cited the whole Barry Goldwater LBJ thing. LeBron James? No, I'm just kidding. LBJ thing. <laughs> And that the Southern Democrats were the main opposition to the VRA. What he neglected to mention was that Democrats stopped being Democrats. Wonder what party they ended up joining. And 17 question marks. From one ESPN personality that is losing credibility to one who was on the rise, Prosto Bomani Jones. I love the series of tweets Rod, Rod posted about the significance of Bomani's new radio show. I only became familiar with his work via ESPN. I remember reading a couple of his ESPN.com articles uh, back in the day, yeah, he used to have uh, them, them page twos, dog. Mm-hmm. But really didn't know about him until he started appearing on Around the Horn the first take. But I can definitely appreciate the sentiment. It's like watching your homeboy come up and make it big, and he's taking his homies with him. So while I wasn't there from day one, like the listeners down at Raleigh, I feel honored to be a part of the legion of fans who want to see Bomani do well. It's like the ultimate middle finger to those who tried to tank him early on. I'm glad that list, uh, that Bomani is a brother who doesn't forget where he came from and doesn't forget the people who showed him love before he blew up. Rod and Karen, you guys are also on the way up. And while I only found out about y'all last year, I'll be glad to be among those that support y'all to the end. Sorry if this sounded over the top, but it's a great story and will be great to see more like it happen. All we need is a chance. Hey, dog. That's all we have. You ain't got to apologize for being over the top praising nobody because... I feel like we don't do that shit enough. No. If you would have wrote a long ass email about the Kardashians ain't being shit, we would have read that too, you know? Right. And, and I do uh, agree with you because I read, uh, the, uh, I guess somebody storified or spotified, whatever you call that Story, thing. Storified. Storified. Uh, those tweets, and I read through those tweets, and I, I do agree with a lot of what you said. And one, the biggest reason why we do the feedback show, uh, to us is because a lot of people aren't just fans no more. Everybody, you know, don't really show love or let people know that they really like and enjoy what they do. And even if you disagree with us, you know, it's just one of those things where your voice can be heard. Um, and so for me, I'm, I'm a fan of stuff. If I, if I fuck with it, I fuck with it hard. Like, like this is my shit. This is what I love. And, and less and less people are, are starting to be like that. And if you are a fan, people act like there's something wrong with you for just being a goddamn fan or something. Yeah. I really hate, like, I really, as much as I love the song, I really hate that people use the term Stan to like diss people because i think it's cool to be a fan of people I, and i think and i'm not saying the the stand thing is wrong the fanatical like crazy person because that's real i mean honestly nobody that's not good to be obsessed with anybody mm-hmm. or anything but just to be a fan people call that being a stand now where you're just like i root for this i like that i want this person to succeed and then people are just like you a stand nigga it's like no, I just really, really like Kendrick Lamar's music. You know what I mean? Like, why do we consider this to be a bad thing to right. support something? Um, so. Right. Why is it a bad thing to love something? It's almost like you can't love shit. Like, if you love that, fuck you. And, and a lot of times, my personal opinion, I think a lot of people that go heavy and go really, really hard, a lot of people are very unhappy in their personal lives. So they just troll the internet just to see what people are fucking with and be like, you like it? Even if I don't give a fuck, I'm going to argue against you just because. Yeah, I saw when I woke up the next day. uh, For the record, a lot of people retweeted it. A lot of people commented. A lot of people thought it was real cool, man. So 
you know and i normally don't talk about shit like that Mm -mm. that much because of how people react to it and plus you know i think it makes bo a little bit uncomfortable same way i get a little uncomfortable when we get too many compliments you know it's just uh something that honestly you know should gotta get over you know Mm because there's nothing wrong with people complimenting you and telling you they appreciate and support the things that you do right you know but um you know there's also plenty of time like i saw people that that morning where they were like fuck him and fuck oh bitch ass nigga you like him and shit and it's like what's what's in your cornflakes this morning right piss yeah like just like just you woke up ready to fight me because i because i like somebody like if that's gonna be your joke if that's gonna be your thing then then have at it man i'm not ashamed to be like i'm a fan of that dude right And, and, and i don't think there's anything wrong with that and especially for black people and black men to be able to express that you know what i mean it's just I mean, I'm not saying this beyond joking and shit. I remember on Firestar they had a joke about it. Um, somebody uh, wrote in. When someone wrote in, and mm-hmm. I thought it was funny. It like, was. You know what I mean? So I, so I'm not even on some like, don't you talk about my bow money? Like it's not mm-hmm. like that. But you know, uh, if like there were people that, were, that legit had a problem with me being like, yo, I've been a fan of this dude for a long time. We're friends now. Been friends with him for a long time props to him for doing this this is a long time coming and i'm very proud of him and you know like i said there were some people that actually had a problem with me just saying that like fuck you right and also it's one of those things too and 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 for some reason not only uh is there a problem with people loving things i don't know if it's a macho thing but dudes have relationships too and and just because you have a relationship with another male and 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 it's a long-term relationship and you love people like brothers you know a lot of times i don't know if it's challenging people masculinity or a lot of times i personally think it's pettiness and jealousy a lot my personal opinion Mm -hmm. you know where a lot of that stems from but it's just one of those things where i don't know why dudes get into this thing when it comes to relationships and, and friendships with other males like that's not reasonable all i know is all my life i has to fight nigga this dick ain't free. TBGWT feedback Saturday from Clara who says, Hi Rod and Karen. I'm just writing to tell you guys that I appreciate the work you put into TBGWT every week. I love how you guys consistently deliver the events of the day in a way that's entertaining and not as draining as the TV news. Well, that's mostly because we're sick, demanding people to make jokes about it. <laughs> yes. I just made jokes about that dude slamming his plane into the side of a building. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of listeners, I enjoy or side of a mountain. I enjoy listening to on my commute to work or when I'm at home trying to chill out. And when life hands me a sack of crap, I throw on the black guy who tips and I start to feeling better. It's better than being in my thoughts or for an extended period or of time sometimes. See, no one told me life was gonna be this way. My job's a joke, I'm broke, and my love life's DOA. Feel like I'm always stuck in second gear because it hasn't been my day, my week, my month, or even my year. But y'all are here for me when the rain starts to pour. Y'all are here for me like you've been here before. Y'all are here for me, and I'm here for y'all too, Clara. Then she says, P.S., even with the lyrics, I mean, everything I said, I really appreciate you guys. All right. Thanks, Clara. Thank you, We appreciate you too. Thank you for listening. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Thanks for your uh, lyrical rendition. 
<laughs> awesome week as usual from ken ken says what's good rod and karen don't get a chance to email often but after this week of shows i really wanted to make time to get at you guys amazing job i don't know how you guys keep doing it every show is a blast and a breath of freshness nothing feels recycled or half done i can only imagine how difficult that can be at times but the dedication that both of you have to bring bringing the masses quality ratchetry and information shows Rod, you are an example of what happens when hard work and determination is used to the fullest. Karen, thank you for being the heart and soul of the show. And Justin, even though we don't get him that much anymore, has taught me that I could say the most crazy shit, but as long as I say no disrespect, I'm good. Yes, you are. <laughs> you guys, you guys keep up the great work and I can't wait to see the, what the future has in store for the brand. P.S. Is there going to be a white genocide beginners course soon? I hear bathing in white tears makes you feel younger. <laughs> Best ah! regards, kid. Oh, they had 20 years of your life, huh? Mm-hmm. White countries and only white countries. Uh, one more thing. Uh, BK writes, I forgot to dedicate this track to Bomani Jones and everyone who supported him on the rise. I wish I got to hear his early stuff, but I'm definitely supporting the show. It's the subscription to the podcast forum, forum on the show once it drops. Fuck the haters. Most pertinent part of, for the haters starts at the 31 second mark. Koshin's winning raw, co- wait, conscience? Winning raw subconscious music. Okay. Let me see if I can play this. It said 31 second mark. Anything you say, Anything you say, Talk anything you feel. Yeah, yeah. We're coming from. Round a dirty road, round a hungry lane, round a white squad of you. But you the hardest to make it, but you think a nigga like me gonna do. You can call it hype if you want to, you can say me force it. Remember you never know me, when me did a hustle for the trophy. Fuck you, I'm winning, winning, smile every day, grinning. I just place in expensive sipping. The latest designers fitted I'm winning, winning Smile every day, grinning I need a kid in the fat thing we paid Who did hear what niggas them we paid Them talk all the time Oh, that's pretty good. I like it. I like that beat. Well, um, look, that's it for the Blackout Tips today. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow, 10 a.m., Sunday. Um, until then, I love you. I love you too, baby. Mwah. Oh, my bad. What the hell, Karen? <laughs> What's going on with I'm you? I'm too busy potty. I'm sorry. Say it again. Till then, I love you. I love you too. Mwah. But it's hard to protect our life, so get to youth. Remember, said the reason we work up to give ourselves a better life. Fuck you, I'm winning, winning. Smile every day, grinning. I just place in expensive sipping. With the latest designers fitting. I'm winning, winning, winning. Smile every day, grinning. I need a kid in the fat thing we paid. With the new one niggas that we take. Yeah. yeah, go for the goal, work hard, for your glory, work smart, take it, take it, winning, winning, smile every day, winning, highest place in expensive sipping, with the latest designers fitting, I'm winning, winning, smile every day, winning, I'll be that kid in the fat thing we paid, Niggas, then we take